Welcome back into the podcast closet. You're listening to episode 62 of CCP, the Caleb and Kathy podcast, also known as... Conning. Calculative people. Mm-hmm. Um, so this week, we're discussing the indie film, as we discuss every week now. Indie mm-hmm. film. Uh, Parasite, which not a lot of these, I'm guessing, that we're going to run across are going to be Oscar winners. Of, like, Best Picture, but this one did win the Oscar for Best Picture this year. Ooh, you know what would be a good Google later on? How many indie movies won Best Picture? Yeah. I'm sure there are. It it wasn't, like, the first or anything, but... It's probably not very common, though. It'll be interesting. Yeah, maybe we'll look that up and see, like, what percentage. I, I bet it's higher than you think. Okay. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, directed by Bong Joon Ho... And uh, forgive us if we have to pronounce any names. Uh, neither of us speak Korean in any sense. We watched the movie with uh, the English subtitles. Um, and I'll just get into that now, I guess. I was maybe saving it for later. But I, I'm usually not a big subtitle guy, and I think I've said this on here probably. Oh, you have. But this kind of brought me around to it. I don't know. <gasps> you you thought it was okay? You liked yeah, it? Yeah, I like I like that it makes you focus on the movie, oh, you yeah. know? Oh, you cannot do you, anything you else. I'm um, checking my phone, No, you, know? you can't. Or you'll Fo- have to go back. Yeah. You're focused in, and, like, even to take notes where, like, or I was at least, I was like, all right, we have to pause here for a second because I'm going to have to really write this down. I didn't really take that much notes because I didn't want to miss anything, and yeah. I was just, like, focused. And I wouldn't say it's an overly wordy script, would you? No, it wasn't. Like, it, it's not like you're having to read paragraphs at a time. So it was accessible in that way. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. Thank you for that explanation. Um, okay. Uh, a few other quick notes before we get into the actual Ooh, movie. What are they? Uh, just uh, about the movie, but not about the plot or anything like that. Oh, okay. So we got the box office numbers and the budget. Oh, yeah, you okay. were kind of inferring. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to uh, do that each week to give us something to compare Ooh, to, you know? Okay. So um, this week... Uh, we had Parasite. Sorry, I don't know. Why. Uh, so the budget for Parasite was eleven million dollars U.S. It was like thirteen million um, Korean, and they converted it a little okay. over eleven million U.S. Okay. So that's what we're we're going off of U.S. That's here. more than last week. Last week was like to be six, fair though that six, was seven? yeah made in nineteen ninety something. So mm. if you inflate it to this, mm. it might even be less. But box office, are you ready? Do you have any guess of how much this made at the box well, office? You're Making me feel like it's a huge number, which I find surprising because it wasn't in every theater. Like, it really wasn't in Wichita. Yeah, I think it was only, like, in Wichita a few days and we missed it, kind of. But do you have a guess if you just had to throw a number out there? $30 million. $270 million. What? <laughs> yeah. How? It's like, holy crap. I this mean, I'm sure worldwide? that's worldwide, but still. That's a lot of money. Usually the big markets for... Movies are like U.S. and China, but mm-hmm. China is usually big in like action movies and that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know, I don't have the figures in front of me of how well it did in each country. I know we both know a lot of people who saw it and like, yeah. So I mean, I, it, I think it did well, but that just shocked me how much it made and compared to its budget. I don't know if everybody I talked to actually saw it in theaters though. But oh, that, gotcha. Does that still go into? No, it, it's box office is just seeing it in theaters. So I'm not sure about that. Okay. But yeah, 
it definitely had people buzzing. We can get into maybe later if we agree with all the buzz. Okay. Is that one of your questions? It is now. <laughs> well, I got six of them down there. I see I'm not looking at the questions. I just see the numbering. All right. So without any further uh, backstory, do we have anything else we want to... Oh, I did write down... So again, we we rented this one on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going not distributed by major... Uh, the five major companies. And it pops up at the beginning, Universal and stuff. I think they just pick it up later because when I look at the Wikipedia page and IMDb for this, it was distributed by CJ Entertainment, mm-hmm. which is a Korean um, film studio. I think it showed at um, Con. Cannes or whatever. It's like in Italy. It's C-A-N-N-E-S. Is that what you're talking about? Is it France? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I think it showed there and did well, and so then maybe, like, people wanted it to be... Yeah. So. I mean, I'm sure, like, somebody picked it up to move it to America, and Universal might have been the one who did the translation, or the uh, subtitles and stuff like that, and helped distribute it in America, but again, for our purposes of it being indie, we're going off of that original distribution, and, like, budget-wise, it's an independent film. All good? I had no questions. Yeah, I think I think most people would agree that this was an indie film. I mean, there's gonna be some gray herring at some point. Is that the right word? That is a thing. I don't know if it's the thing you're looking for. But oh, you're thinking of red herring. Uh, what's gray herring? Well, I think it combined two things. I was trying to say like gray area. Maybe. There you go. I think there's gonna be like a gray area in. Um, and, and we're here to decide that ultimately. Well, if we do it, then we've decided. We yeah, don't have I'm sorry. to defend ourselves every time. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I can it's cut okay. it out. No, it's fine. Okay. Are you ready to give the folks who have not seen a synopsis? And um, just going ahead, we're going to get into spoilers because this is a very, I would say, like a twist-heavy movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was like a lot of twists that you didn't kind of see coming. Would you agree there, with that? I would say... There were, like, maybe two or three twists. Like, big twists, though. Yeah. So we're going to get into spoilers, because it's kind of hard to avoid that. Yeah, I think it's hard to discuss it without doing that. So hopefully you've seen it already. If not, this will Maybe inspire you, inspire to, you to see it, and then come back and listen, or just listen now if you want. We don't mind. Okay. That being so, said, Kathy synopsis. Sorry for interrupting. All right. So this family, the Kim family... There's a husband and wife and a son and a daughter. I believe the son and the daughter are, like, college age. Like That's American what it seems like, age. yeah. Like, in their late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. And they're the Kim family. And I think it's fair to say they live in poverty. Yeah. They live in, like, a kind of under a building type of thing. Like basement. A, a semi-basement, I think. No, that was, some, that was what they called the thing in the other house. Okay. Maybe they're supposed to, but... Okay, so... They... It really just, like, paints the picture of how they're living at the beginning. You know, they're, like, struggling to... Like, they're stealing their, their neighbor's, neighbor's Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, and... They're folding these pizza boxes. And that's how they're earning their money. The kids aren't going to college because they don't... Can't afford it. So it's pretty And I don't know if dire. we mentioned this, but it takes place in South Korea. Yeah, South Korea. Um, but then, uh, so 
Ki-Wu, the son, the brother, his friend, Min, who I don't know how they become friends. Maybe they, like, went to school with each other earlier Yeah, in life. maybe in high school. That's what it seems like. It's, I thought the dad said he was a friend from school or something. Okay. Um, he comes over and he, like, presents Ki-Wu with this opportunity to tutor a rich girl. And also with this, uh, stone. Yeah, he does give them this, like, landscape rock that is supposed to, like, symbolize wealth and good fortune. So... Scholar Stone. Yeah, so Kiwi goes and works for this family named the Park family, and you can see right away that they are filthy rich Mm -hmm. in comparison. Um, They have a housekeeper, a a personal driver... Both the kids get tutored, so there's, like, a little uh, kid is, like, in, like, third grade, or it might be, the grades might be different in Korea. I'm not sure. I I think they're pretty similar, probably. He's probably, like, eight or nine. Yeah, and And... then the girl is 15, and he's tutoring her. Um, He's her English tutor, although they don't really talk in English ever, so that's interesting. They say a few phrases here and there. Yeah, but not, I mean. Well, she must not be that good at it if she needs a tutor, so. She doesn't feel comfortable. But. Yeah, I guess. I guess she's able to Speaking read it, but yeah, it's harder to converse. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, then somehow, well, not somehow, but Kiwu basically starts this con with his family where he gets all of them to be employed by the Park family. Right. And in the process, the people that were working there, like... They um, get them fired, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so things are going pretty well for a while there, but then the um, the little boy Desong, which that's a funny <laughs> name. We can all agree that's funny. No, I don't think it's offensive if I say that's a funny name because they laughed at it too, right? Okay, <laughs> silence. All right, it's his birthday. And he had a traumatic event happen on his birthday, and so they now don't have the birthday at the house. So the Park fam or the Kim family is staying over at the house, and that's when things kind of go downhill. So the Park family goes to a camping trip. Yeah. So they're not in the house. Yeah. The they discover or like the old housekeeper comes over and then they discover that the old housekeeper's husband is living in the basement, which they refer to as a bunker, a basement, and a semi basement. But apparently the Park family doesn't know that this bunker exists in their house. Um yeah, and this guy, like he's been living there for like over four years, so I think he's just gone a little cuckoo. The husband. Is that fair to say? Uh, I, I, yes, but I, I didn't know you were asking for, I thought you were just doing the synopsis. I didn't sorry. know you wanted okay. feedback, sorry. Um, he is, like, using Morse code and thinks that Mr. Park, the head of the house, um, is, like, he respects him and stuff. It's just, it's just kind of What do you mean? I don't weird. get what you're saying in that part. I don't, I, I don't think he's He wasn't he's saying there. that Miss. Well, yeah, obviously, he's been living in a basement for over four years and has no sunlight or anything. But he wasn't saying Mr. Uh, Park respects him. He respects Mr. Park. That's what I said. Why is that crazy of him to think? 
Because how can he respect someone he doesn't know? But I think the thing they're trying to paint is, like, that huge, you know, difference, disparity in wealth and stuff. And, like, so we learn after they discover them is, like, um, the, the old housekeeper's husband, so she's keeping him there because they have no house, and the debt collectors are coming after them because they had a failed business venture. They tried to open, like, a cake shop, I think they said. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went under, and they owe all this money. And he's been saying that for four years, and all their money goes towards the debt collectors, but they're still, like, in debt. Um, so I think he's just, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, Mr. Park doesn't even know he's there, but, like, in his mind, like, thank God that this is here or else I'd be in prison or oh, something. Okay. All right. Um, and then I feel like there's a definite just, like, shift. Like things get a little violent, a little scary um okay so they're discovered but then the parks come back so they all have to like like those the housekeeper and um her husband are kind of like shoved down back into their bunker by the kims and then the kims go in hiding is only the mom is there because she was supposed to be there watching the house and they decide to um, Mom, Mama Park decides to throw a party, like a garden party, for uh, Da Sung, and so they like manage to get out. But um, the the sister, the dad, and the brother manage to get out. But then they go back to their house, mm-hmm. and it's been flooded. And so then they're, like, spending the night... Which is the reason they had to come... The Park family came back from the camping trip early, because they went down to the river to go camping, but the river flooded because it's raining so hard. So that's why they ended up coming back early. And then the uh, Kim family lives, like, a very low area, like, literally, like, down, uh, like, below sea level, probably, or something. So when all this rain was happening, everything flooded, and the sewers were flooding out, so... All their apartment was like completely flooded, and most of their stuff was ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they get invited to the party, and so after like spending the night in some, just like it was a gymnasium, a gym. Um, they return to the house, and um, the housekeeper ends up dying of like concussion and being like pushed downstairs and all the crazy that happened the previous night and so just the husband is in is in the the monk the bunker now and sorry it's just kind of hard to explain everything that takes place so basically the husband escapes from the bunker i mean if you need me i'm here you can tag me in okay you've been tagged in I need a, a verbal tag. Okay, there we go. Um, so, yeah, they're throwing the birthday party for DeSong uh, at, in the backyard now. And um, what did you say the son of the Park family's son's name was? DeSong. No. I'm sorry, the Kim family's son. Kiwoo. Kiwoo goes downstairs with the... The scholar stone, and I guess he's planning on finishing the job, right? 
uh, of the people in the bunker and he sees that the previous nanny is dead and then her husband gets him and like beats him and you think he's dead basically um then goes upstairs and basically has a rampage bunch of people get killed yeah that fair to say or do we want to go into specifics of who kills who or... uh, it just gets very gory and i think we can just say that like well i i would say it's important to note that mr kim um daughter gets stabbed Kim and he's Jung. and he's trying to help her and then mr park's like well you're my driver come on because they and sorry we should have said this earlier the yeah. park family doesn't know that any of them are related yeah they're conning, conning them, them as you said calculatively mm-hmm. um conning them into thinking oh these are all just these random strangers we're working mm-hmm. um so he's like trying to help her and then he's like give me the keys come on we gotta drive away and uh he's kind of had it with him so he goes up and he stabs well okay that was gonna be one of my questions why do you think he stabbed him he figured out he smelt the guy that was living in the bunker and figured out what um mr kim smelled like and i think he was like saying that they were like what? Didn't actually say they were equal, but I think he was like thinking him, thinking of him as like less than. Oh, that's what you thought that smell was. I think that was just. Um, you could be right. I didn't even think of that. That's a good point. I thought at the time it was just like he was like below him and like covering his nose, like even though this guy has like rampaged and like people are dying, bleeding. He's just like, oh, cover my nose. This guy's disgusting and below me. And tips him over to get the keys. But they talk several times about... About the smells. About how... That's a good point. The Kim family has this smell, and it's the smell like a basement. Or uh, like a uh, day-old radish or something like that. He says something about an old radish. Like a rag. Yeah, he compares it to a few different things. Yeah, Um, that's a good point. I I didn't make that connection. Yeah. You're probably right. And so I think he just was like... He was tired of... Um, Mr. Park looking down on him. Yeah. And so he was just at his wit's end. But I also think it was like a split second decision. Right. I don't think he had been like plotting. I mean, obviously he was pretty much in shock, I would imagine, because he, his, like I said, his daughter is stabbed. He's and I think he thought his her. son was dead because. <laughs> I was going sorry. to say that. <laughs> and then he sees, um, Kiwu. Kiwu walking out on the, uh, uh, getting ca- yeah, getting yeah. carried out, and he looks like he's dead or in very rough shape. Um, so at that point, like, kind of survival mode just kicks in. Right. And, uh, yeah, he had had enough. So, yeah, there's your spoilers. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We, we said we'd get into them, and I, I, I kind of like doing it, like, just talking about everything in the movie like that. Um, I guess if people dislike that, let us know <laughs> and we, we could change it up. But I, I like getting into the details of it and talking it out because then it lets you think of other things. And then also like the smell thing, like we didn't really talk much during the movie because we were, like I said, so focused on the reading. Mm-hmm. So it allows us to say like, oh, that's what you thought. That's what I, I thought it was this. So mm-hmm. I think that's a good point seeing the different perspectives. Um, yeah. I would say at the end, I guess there was then Mr. Kim escapes and he actually goes and hides in the bunker. 
mm-hmm. and lives there, and you get kind of like a flash forward of. And it turns out that while Ki Jung dies, the uh, the brother Ki Woo survives. We know the housekeeper died. Right. Um, and oh, did we mention that the husband of the housekeeper also died? Right, yeah. The yeah. the mom, Mama Kim, I believe. Yeah. Stabs she... him with a... No, not Mama Kim. Mama Park. Or Mama... Mama... The rich lady. No. Are you sure? No, yeah, it's Mama Kim. Okay. Because like, she's like trying to get him away from uh, the daughter. Okay, I didn't remember and which then, mom. Like, stabs him in the side. Anyways. So, yeah. Let's, I guess... uh since we've got all that out there now, do you want to discuss some parts you really liked about it, some parts you maybe didn't like? Anything in your notes specifically you want to mention that we haven't talked about? Sure. Okay. So, a quote that I wrote down that I that I heard you audibly go, hmm, to, <laughs> was, so when the Park family was out on their camping trip and the Kim family was just like... Hanging a, out, having yeah. a party. Yeah. Um, Mr. Kim was saying how uh, Mrs. Park was really nice and uh, and rich, but oh yes, that's the, a good quote. The ma, uh, the the yeah, Mrs. Kim was like, she's nice because she's rich. Right. She's like, I would be that nice if. If I didn't have, you know... Specifically talks about, like, creases. Like, yeah. money is like an iron that creases out the yeah. negativity or something like that, basically. Yeah. So I, I thought, thought that, that was really well uh, put. Right. But then it just got distracted when, like, um, Ki Jung was, like, drunk and just, like, yelling and stuff. And I'm like, what happened to this intellectual conversation we were having? But, okay. Yeah. But I thought that that was a good... Because, okay, like a good observation, kind of on class and money and society. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, we, I think we both agree on this, that the Park family was just really oblivious. I mean, maybe you could argue that DeSong was the yeah. most, like... I, I thought, so, when we find the husband in the basement, he's, like, goes down... Like, um, sorry, Mr. Kim ties him up and then goes down there and he's doing the light thing mm-hmm. and he's typing out Morse code mm-hmm. and then cut to later when they leave and he's down there by himself and his wife is dying, mm-hmm. the uh, husband who's been living in the bunker. Um, and he's doing the Morse code and DeSong is writing it down. I thought that, you know, that led me to, okay, DeSong's going to reveal it and then that's how they're going to get caught or something. That may have happened eventually. Yeah. But, like, so the traumatic event that I, um... Alluded to. Alluded to, thank you. Was that he... The song saw the husband come up. Yeah, a few years ago. On, yeah, on, on his, his birthday. birthday while he was When he was in first grade. And it was really... It was creepy. Oh, man, that was a creepy shot. Like, yeah. So, this kitchen is just weird. Like, would it's you... really weird. I don't know if this is one of your questions. Do you have any about home design in your questions? No. Okay. So the kitchen, it has like, it's kind of cool like how it has all this stuff lit, but then, go ahead. Can I just say that I originally thought, so like where it leads to the basement, I Mm -hmm. thought that was the fridge first because for a while they were like opening that 
to go into the fridge, but then you find out the fridge is somewhere else, and that's not the fridge. I guess maybe it's, like, right next the to fridge the fridge. The fridge was, like, right next to them, I think. Oh, my God. I did not realize that, because it's just, like, dark. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, it's all lit up around it, and it's, like, displaying, like, China, like fine china. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, it's just this, like, dark doorway with no door that, like, leads into this little basement. Mm-mm. Like, I would not want that in my house, even no. though they don't even know, like, the bunker further down, but there's, like, a little basement storage room and kind of, like, a pantry. I think they, like, keep some food down there. But they don't go down there. Yeah, just the housekeeping lady. Yeah. Is. And that's how she probably knew, to like, well, I can keep my mm-hmm. husband down here. And I guess what we didn't mention but kind of alluded to. So the housekeeper worked for the original owner. It was some famous architect okay. designed the house, mm-hmm. and there was the secret bunker, but he didn't tell... The, he was embarrassed about it. The parks about it um, when they sold when the they bought the house a few years ago. But the housekeeper had worked for the the first owner, the the uh, architect, mm-hmm. so she knew about it. And then, yeah, like you said, he was embarrassed. I think they were kind of like I think that's probably like a Korean thing as well because they talked about like a lot of these richer houses have these because they're they afraid like bombed, North Korea like, yeah. would uh, uh, missile Bomb. strike them and stuff. So yeah. Um, but getting ahead. back to just the Park family and like, oh, they're nice because because they're rich. They're also just like incredibly oblivious. Oh, I said that a little bit. I was saying that yeah. everyone was oblivious besides the song, and that's how we got into right. It. Um, yeah. So I thought that was like really well, like filmed how they were like showing how they were just all so oblivious of things that were happening like right in front of them. Like, for example, um, when the mama and papa park are sleeping on the couch and the half, like, oh, three family members of the Kims are just under that the giant coffee, coffee table, table thing, thing, which was kind of cool. Yeah. It was a cool, they had some cool furniture. Um. Rich people. Yeah. Um, like the, the females escape. Or no, the brother and sister escape, but then, like, the dad is just, like, lying on the ground. And they're just, like, looking around, but they don't see him somehow. So that whole, like, I don't know how long do you think that stuff lasted. From when the old housekeeper shows up at the door mm-hmm. to when they finally escape. The the three, the mom, the brother, and the sister. How long do you think that was? Like, 30 minutes or something? Like that? Maybe an hour. An hour? You think that was an hour? Of what? From the time the housekeeper showed up mm-hmm. to the time the three of them left and escaped from under the coffee table. I think that was an hour of the movie? Oh, of the movie? That's what oh, I, I no, thought no, you no, meant... Not like movie really? time, like real time. Like how much? Oh, yeah. Like 30 minutes or something. Maybe, yeah. yeah, it was hours because they fell asleep and stuff in the movie. I'm saying in real, actual time. <laughs> Why are you making me feel no, dumb? I, I didn't know what you meant. Okay, I'm sorry. I so, know what you meant, I guess. <laughs> sorry. No, you're fine. Um, so that 30 minutes is just like such high tension. Like when she arrives, yeah. they're like, oh, crap. What is this lady doing here? It's the old house lady. Uh, yeah, what do you want? And she's like, oh, I forgot something in the basement. And then to like them hiding under there and like trying to crawl out slowly. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was a little bit. But then again, like, what would have happened if it was just the mom there? What do you mean? Like, everything's the same except 
the the rest of the Kim family didn't show up. It was just the mom there. Because that's what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be she... I think she might have let the lady in, and then she would have went down and she could have called the cops. The only reason they got busted and, like, stuff, because they were, like, snooping on the stairs and fell out there and were yelling at each other, like, Dad, brother, sister. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was just so... High yeah. tension. It was very high tension. But yeah, that was just like one example of how they were oblivious. I think they were also oblivious. Like, uh, yeah. I also, don't mom... like take a bunch of recommendations from these. Pe- she, and yeah. she even said like, "Oh, people I trust, and I like to do it this way with the recommendations." It's right, like, but like you don't. Maybe ask you've for like, like your friends con- or something. Yeah, you've had one conversation. You don't know these people. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, I, I was just thinking about this. Like, I do think like Mama Park loved her son and daughter and stuff and like this was her way of showing her love by like getting tutors for them and stuff um but i just think that she was a little too trusting of strangers and she was kind of like shoveling her kids problems i say in quotes um off on other people instead of trying to help them herself but i guess that's something you can afford to do when you're rich is just hire people to I mean you've had a tutor I know but okay what was if the art like why did this kid need art tutoring and therapy well not, like a real therapist like he did, did have some problems like he had a seizure and stuff and I'm not saying like he shouldn't have seen like a real therapist I'm saying he probably should have but like he did have problems clearly I know. I just yeah. My she wasn't qualified to be his therapist. Anyways, um, a note I had was I thought it was a very fascinating original story, like that. Yeah, I don't think it's based on a book or anything. We see so few of these days original screenplays, and yeah, I just like I feel like kept you on. I just my seat and engaged the entire time, and that might be a thing to those subtitles as well of. Making yeah. me focus and watch everything that's going on and trying to read as well. But yeah, I, I thought it was an. I really liked the story. It definitely took some twists that I didn't think were going to happen and didn't have like the happiest ending or anything. No. Um, turned into a bit of a slasher there at the end, but, um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the only other thing I had was. Um, I also really like. Uh, movies from like foreign countries like that take place in a foreign country even if it's not like i said before this i don't love the subtitles and stuff but this has brought me around maybe to watch more of those the farewell like that and like um like midnight in paris like Mm -hmm. because it gives you a chance to like see that kind and especially when it's like more of an indie movie you're just seeing like these little scenes of something versus you know a big blockbuster that takes place it's just like oh we're in paris here's the eiffel tower that's all you see you don't actually see like Mm. what an average person yeah what it's like to live there so i really uh enjoyed that look at because i hadn't seen many maybe any movies that took place in korea yeah and it's not a part of the world you hear a lot about when Mm -hmm. you hear korea you just normally think you know north korea king jong family that type of stuff so yeah I thought it was interesting to learn more 
about that, like some of the cultural things they have. Mm -hmm. The class issues, which I think... Apparently are everywhere. Yeah. Right? I'm like, that's something that you can relate to America. Mm -hmm. For sure. Do you want to do your questions? I do. Okay. Who do you feel bad for in this movie? If anyone... (laughs) I figured this was going to be one of your questions. Yeah, it's kind of like... Really? Why? Because I I feel like you gravitate towards that, like, likability. Like, who do I want to root for in something? And it was hard to root for people in this. Because, you know, you want to root for... You want to root for Kiwoo. The Kim family, kind of, you know, because they're poor and, like... Mm-hmm. Why are these people rich? But like they don't treat them like terribly, and then like they are like really trying to calm them and yeah. So what was the question again? <laughs> who do you root for? Yeah, who do you feel bad for? Who do I feel or... bad for? I guess everybody. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't like for different reasons. You know, you feel bad for the Kim family because they're in such. Uh, you know, dire squalor streets, and dire yeah. streets. Uh, you feel bad for the Park family, different individuals, you know, like having their struggles. Who I was guess. struggling? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I didn't mean to discredit what you're saying. I'm, I'm just curious who you thought was no, struggling. No, maybe, maybe you're right. I shouldn't feel bad for them. You can feel bad for whoever you want to feel bad for. I mean, I maybe the sun. Maybe the sun. The song. Mm-hmm. Maybe the housekeeper's husband. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that does not seem like a good life to be living. I just... I guess my point in asking this question is... Yeah, it would be... It would obviously be the Kim family if they didn't just take advantage of... Their... Which was like even that was okay, sort of like the them economy. just getting the jobs, but then like, yeah, the way they got like getting these other innocent people fired, mm-hmm. who are also published, well, definitely now like we know the housekeeper was, and we, we don't know. Though. I think somebody had a line in there somewhere of like fifty. Talk- oh, what were you gonna say? It it relates to what you're. I was just saying like. The dad, like the, uh, yeah, the parents were talking about like, I hope Yoon, the the old driver, like I hope he got a job and Kibu was like, oh yeah, like he's a good looking guy and yeah, it's a and the daughter Ki Kijun Kijun yeah was like, uh, why do you care about him? Yeah, care about our family. <laughs> yeah. So it seemed like Mr. Kim like had good intentions. He just wanted to help his family, but yeah, it's again hard to. Uh, root for them if they're I think, but the ways they went about it you know how like um, but you know it's, it's can... like the classic uh, you know ethical dilemma like what would you do to provide for your family you know would you steal bread to feed your family yeah. type of thing well and like the classic trope of like power or wealth like can corrupt people mm-hmm. but I think I think sometimes poverty can corrupt people because it can, it can lead. This might not be a popular opinion, <laughs> but can I explain? Absolutely. It can lead people to do some like kind of crazier things than they normally would if they were had what they needed. Yeah, I don't know if I would use the word corrupt. Is the only thing I would say. 
poverty can drive people to do some things that they normally wouldn't do if yeah it's the circumstance drives them to that point kind of thing right and Which i think is what the movie was trying to say and i'm sure like the money they were getting from the kims like just from for, the parks sorry the kims were getting from the parks i'm sure it wasn't like enough for what they needed but then all four of them were getting money and it was definitely more than they were getting before because before they were all just folding pizza boxes and that's the only and thing i don't know it didn't show at all i mean this only takes place over like maybe a week i don't know two probably, weeks at probably the a little more than, maybe yeah. a month it feels like they were working there while you know like they had to work up to each one so yeah, yeah but not a super long period of time but we didn't see at all how the money like affected their home or anything we just didn't see like if the money was helping them at all or if, and I'm not trying to say they were being selfish, but maybe the daughter a little bit, like, or if like they got some, they're like, well, how can I get more? And how can I get more? And how can I get more? That's why I use the word corrupt just a little bit. Okay. I don't know. Let's move on to your second question. Okay. Or was that your second question? I'm sorry. My first, because we already answered two. Oh, okay. Um, why do you think the movie is called Parasite? And why do you think that was done in English. Like, that's an English word, parasite. I mean, I guess it's possible that when it first came out... It... Yeah, I'm sure it was. You think? I'm, I mean, I'm sure that's just, like, the closest translation, I would think. Okay, that's so then forget the English later. part, but, like, why was it called parasite? Well, they did have that thought about the cockroach. Yeah. Remember that? The mom calling... Uh, sorry, Mrs. Kim calling Mr. Kim the cockroach, like, if... If the parks would show up now, you'd run and hide like a cockroach. Um, I also think Parasite, maybe because they're kind of like leeching and feeding off of them, would be my guess. What do you think? Well, and I feel like the housekeeper and her husband are also leeching off of them. The uh, parks, because they're eating their food. Well, she claimed that the food came out of her paycheck. Okay, well, they're well, living in true. their house. That's true. Well, the husband... Yeah, where does she live? She must live somewhere else. Yeah, I think she... Or, okay, the husband lives in I, their bunker. I think that the housekeeper, like, pretty much lives there, though, because I think, like, the mom was then basically living there once she became the housekeeper. Mrs. Oh, yeah, King. and she said they don't have a house, so I guess, yeah, yeah she probably does live there. I think... She probably just, like, had a, like, a housekeeping quarters, yeah. like, a little room or something for herself. They are benefiting from the parks, though. Like I'm you... not saying they're oh, okay. not. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, just I didn't know you were such a defender of the parks here. You're really sticking up for the 1%. I don't think I am. Okay. I was just trying to say that it wasn't just the Kims that were leeching off of the parks. Okay. I mean, you could argue the parks are using the Kims, too. Like, they're all their employees and stuff. And they're using them to, like, help their kids and help their home and help themselves instead of them just stepping up and doing and doing that on their own. I don't know if that like, they know the how. term parasite, though. Yeah, I don't know. A good question, though. I liked it. All right. Sorry if I didn't answer it to your satisfaction. Was the gore necessary? Yeah, that, How it got, that was like, very bloody. Shocking and... at the end. 
was that necessary? I was just kind of, yeah, more of expecting, you know, like I said, when um, the song was writing down the Morse code, like him to, you know, show it to his mom yeah. and then, like, then, like, that been kind a of confront, ending, maybe. confront one of them and be like, hey, what's this all about? And then get thrown in jail or something like that. I don't know. The husband. All of them, I guess, because they were all guilty of doing that stuff, you know? Of the Kims? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like... Do you feel the gore was necessary? I don't think it was, because I think it still had, like, the thriller element of it, kind of like a get-out situation, like that yeah. kind of well, horror movie. Well, Get Out kind of had that, too, though, you know? And I, I didn't. I don't know if that was necessary <laughs> either, but maybe that's just, like, something that has I, to happen I did, in these kind of I, movies. Get Out came a lot to mind when I was watching this. Yeah. Like, that kind of psychological thriller, but then mm-hmm. also kind of... Which... Slasher. I don't mind. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like... I don't like the blood. Yeah. I don't like stabbings. They weren't using guns. They were just using knives, man. And it was, or just, like, physical assaulting. Rocks. Rocks. Yeah. Nooses, basically. Maybe guns aren't as readily available in South Korea. Well, these were all, like, the people, like, living in bunkers and stuff, so maybe they didn't have guns, you know? But I feel like if this was in America, like, the Park family would have been gone and got their guns or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So I think we're in agreement. Maybe it was a little too much on the bloody side. It was shocking. I wasn't, like, offended by it or anything. But I did not think it was going to go that route. I only knew that there was going to be some gore because some of my friends that had seen it said, like, the ending was a little Oh, uh, yeah, I hadn't heard that, gory. so I didn't expect it to yeah. at all. so I was kind of, like, waiting for that to happen, but I didn't know, like, how it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, final question. Do you agree with the buzz? I, I do. I think it lived up to the hype in my book, in my mind. I didn't dislike the movie. Like I found like it to be like I was focused, like we were saying, captivated. I just don't know if I felt like it was this amazing. Like everyone so let's was just describing. Just go ahead and transition this into final thoughts, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. What I've heard from people, like very, very high praise, is like this is a perfect movie. People have used that word, perfect, and I don't think it was a perfect movie. But I will say that I do like like. Well, I some... guess does it live up to the buzz? You got your own personal buzz that I'm not aware of, so that's like a different question for well, you versus no, me. Well, no, no, because the buzz could also just be like it won Best Picture. It was nominated yeah, I, I for a bunch of Oscars. I think it was deserving of that. I mean, I don't remember what it was up against, so I'd have to like look at that. But I really enjoyed it and think it was worthy of winning best picture okay like i said great original screenplay yeah you gotta well acted well shot um good good script and good acting you think the acting was great i didn't say great i said good acting oh i'm sorry great directing (laughs) some great shots uh, yeah, I mentioned like, that. Like we said, the creepy guy coming up the stairs. Oh, no. uh, 
That's going to haunt me. I'm going to, like, see that. We don't have stairs. It's okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. That, I, I didn't like Did, that. I guess this is just a random aside, um, since we're talking about that. Did you ever have stairs growing up and, like, were afraid to go down the stairs sometimes, like, late at night type of thing? No. No? Really? I mean, yeah, I had stairs because we had, like, upstairs and then, like, we had a basement. Mm-hmm. But was I scared? No. Maybe if I had seen this movie, I would have been. Yeah, I guess you haven't seen enough scary movies. I feel like, I don't know what specifically would spark that, but yeah, sometimes, like, if it's, like, dark down there and you're, like, just nobody just else is down there yet, you're just, like, lights. run down there and uh, run back up. Anyways, continue your final thoughts. I'm sorry. I think it was a good movie, but I don't think it was incredible or life-changing. I'm not going to go home. Go home. I am home. But I'm not going to go out and be like, guys. I might mention it to some friends that, like, talked. Right. Like, I finally saw it, yeah, and here's but my thoughts. I don't think that I'm going to go recommend it to everyone. Okay. If you haven't seen it, you can watch it. <laughs> I'm not. Sounds like you are recommending it now. Oh, I feel like I have to like it because everybody else no, liked if it. if you don't like it, say you don't like it. I don't care. But the, it's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't think it was the most amazing movie. I feel like you, you set yourself up with these bars and these expectations. So many people were talking you about put this. these things up on pedestals and they're I not going to live up to it. I tried to. All right, my final thoughts. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I think it did live up to the hypes that I was aware of. I hadn't heard anybody call it a perfect movie. Um, I thought up to a point it was really well done. Like, yeah. like about halfway through, like after the suspense stuff, I, I do think the ending could have gone a little differently, maybe done a little different. Um, but yeah, like all the positive stuff I've already said, I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it if you haven't seen it to go out and watch it. No, stay in and watch it. You can't go. I'm through. sorry. You're correct. Stay in and watch it. Um, so that being said, should, can we now do our yes. first rankings? Since mm -hmm. now we have two movies. Mm -hmm. All right. So like we s said last week, we're going to rank all the indie movies that we watch from best to worst. Mm -hmm. So right now we've just got two. We've got mm -hmm. Parasite and we've got what we watched last week, Dazed and Confused. Parasite beats Dazed and Confused. So Parasite number one, number two, Dazed and Confused. Mm -hmm. I will agree with that. No arguments here. Right hand handshake. Right hand handshake. All right. That was easy. It will probably get tougher in coming weeks when more movies get in here <laughs> to uh, place it at the proper spots. But for now, we are in agreement. Your number one indie movie is Parasite. Okay. Bringing up the rear. Days to Confused. <laughs> All right. So that being out of the way, should we move into our next segment? Yep. Book Nook. All right. I fairly recently finished the book You Are Not Alone, and the authors of this book are Sarah Pekinen and Greer Hendricks. If you are a loyal listener, listener you will know this is the third book that I have read by this dynamic duo. Did you do a book nook on each of them? Definitely on Anonymous Girl, because I read it this year. But the other one might have been before. I feel like you've read them all pretty recently. They've been pumping these things out, huh? I know. I think I've talked about all of them on the, on the pod. Okay. So this one, they're all like the psychological thrillers. So, you know, it kind of goes with our theme of this episode. Not planned. Um, 
but this one was about it was about this girl who witnesses this stranger she does not know her but she's around her age like this other woman like throw herself in front of a subway and obviously dies so then the witness the main character gets kind of like intermingled in this the woman who died in her friend group um and at first you know it's like oh this is so nice that they're embracing her that they have found friendship but it's a psychological thriller so you got to figure out why the friends are taking so much of an interest in this girl's life ah mm-hmm. uh, it's it was very well done i just think that sarah and greer do a great job of presenting these these thrillers and um their character development is great and of course they have multiple perspectives so i always like that and i always you know want to know what the twist is gonna be so it's fun they're fun reads cool um are you done sorry i'm done okay my book nook this week is i just finished uh this yeah this morning um Carrie Brownstein's memoir, uh, Hunger Makes a Modern Girl. So Carrie Brownstein, for those unaware, she was in a band called Slater Kinney, and then now she's had a show with Fred Armisen on IFC called Portlandia for about 10 years. So that's mainly how I know Carrie Brownstein. I'm not a huge Slater Kinney fan, but I really enjoy her on... uh, Portlandia. Portlandia, thank you. Um, So going in, I thought this was going to be like a memoir about some of that might be mentioned as well actually it's mainly about slater kenny and her music which is is still cool like i've listened to some other stuff and like it i'm just not a huge fan mm-hmm. um i thought she had an interesting upbringing she definitely had some uh like her parents had some like big you know reveals and changes that really affected her life it seemed like mm-hmm. um so i found it interesting wished it was a little more had a little more to say about Portlandia because that's how I mainly know her, but I Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed it. Um, If you're a fan of Slater Kenny, I definitely would say read the book because it goes very much in depth about all their albums and um, like how she got into the Riot Girl scene and growing up in Washington and uh, all their touring and all that, but... uh, So she's from like Washington not Oregon right yeah she lives in Portland now she's from uh, she grew up in Redmond hmm. yeah Washington <laughs> so different you know well we were talking to your friend Aaron and he was and I asked him if there was like <laughs> the Seattle lives, Portland rivalry which one does he live in he lives in Portland Portland and I was saying if like there was a rivalry between Seattle and Portland or at least like do they think one is better? Do they have an opinion on that? And he was like, yes, very much so. So. That's true. Know. But she wasn't from Seattle. She was from Redmond. Okay. And liked Olympia because that's where that whole uh, music scene kind of started. Hmm. Anyways, so that's the book I read this week. Nice. Should we move on to what we're going to be covering next week? Mm-hmm. Right, next week's movie is Uncut Gems, starring the Sandman, Adam Sandler. 
and one of your favorite basketball players. Kevin Garnett does make an appearance in this movie. I feel like he has, like, a role. Like, he doesn't just, like, make a short can. Oh, really? I might be wrong, but... Ooh, I'm excited! I remember him, like, talking... I feel like he was, like, in the trailer, so I feel like he might be in more than one scene, you know? Yay! Um, so, yeah, if you haven't seen that, check it out. Uh, I would say get it at your library, Before everything went cray-cray. I don't know if that's really possible now, but I'm sure it's available on Amazon to rent or iTunes or whatever your preferred uh, online digital rental is. Yeah. Um, Another pretty highly acclaimed, critically acclaimed movie, I feel like. Oscar nominated. Yeah. Um, I love how we were like, we're not going to do an Oscars episode, but then now we're watching all these (laughs) All these Oscar nominated movies. But I don't think the next one will be. We haven't gotten that far. But yeah, that's what we're going to watch next week. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because like... I haven't seen Adam Sandler movie in a while, and most of the Adam Sandler movies that I've seen are like comedies, you know. Right, so, I, but I know he does have serious roles. But. And we've all you you especially have always said that like comedians do really good job in serious roles. I I, I do stand by that. So in dramatic be, roles, yeah, like, comedians play it very well. Yeah, so should be good. Pretty pumped. That's what we're doing next week. Right. All right. You want to take us out? Okay. Please call your loved ones and wash your hands. Mail in your ballots uh, for your primaries and please stay home. Just just stay home. That's what we're all doing right now. As uh, I believe it was issued today or yesterday by Laura Kelly that uh, Kansas is on a stay-at-home notice until April 19th. Cool. So get used to me. <laughs> oh, Caleb, we already spend a lot of time together, so this isn't a huge shock to the system. Good. All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next Sunday. Bye.